Blog Talk Radio.
We're going to talk about Justin Fields because Train wants to, and Train gets what he wants. Okay? And we're going to talk about my quarterback and my disgust with the pundits and the announcers and the analysts. We're going to get into that because I got I, – I, y'all know how I get when I get a little perturbed. I'm not that dude. And these guys, they don't they push my button. So I'm about to get into that. So, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get as far into quarterbacks as time will allow. And the good news is I was trying to be done by 10 o'clock so I could see hard knocks tonight, and I don't have any internet. <laughs> so I, I, I cut my cable, so I stream everything. So I can't watch hard knocks tonight because I've got, I, I have YouTube TV, and it doesn't work without internet, and I have no internet. Let me, let me tell you all that story real quick, and then we'll jump into it. So yeah, what the hell happened to your internet? It's it's Sunday night. I'm home. I'm chilling, filming my hand. I'm watching a little TV. I'm just chilling. And I hear this truck coming down my street. Now, the only one that can visualize this is my brother because my brother's been, obviously he's been to my house. He knows my neighborhood. So, so, Jay, I'm in my living room, and I can hear a truck coming a little louder than normal. I live in a residential neighborhood, okay? So you don't hear trucks around here unless it's the garbage guy or, you know, the leaf guy or something. You don't hear trucks. So it kind of caught my attention. Like, well, that's a loud truck. So I just happened to look out because I can literally sit on my couch, look out my my bay window, my bay living room window, and, and it's a truck. I can see it, and there it goes. I see the truck go by, and the truck's coming by, and the truck is loud, and I hear a snap. And my fiber optic line that the guy just ran across the street to my house Friday night, he just ran it Friday night, snapped, and it ricocheted back into my yard. And I literally watched it happen Sunday night. And I said, well, my Internet is about to go down in three, two, one, and everything stopped. So they have an appointment for me for Friday. I'm calling. I've been, I called them yesterday. I call, call them every day to try to get them here sooner because my life is pretty much on hold unless I go out somewhere and get drunk. So I can't watch Hard Knocks tonight because I'm forced to watch digital TV now, which isn't bad. There's actually some pretty decent channels to use like a digital antenna, but it's not my shit. So we can go until we decide to stop. So. Where do we begin? Where would you guys like to begin? Train? I you know, start I with know Cam. you probably drive. You, you want to start with Cam? Okay. Let's start with Yeah, Cam. it's because it's breaking news. Cam is this, Doc. Okay. Okay, let's start with Cam. Now, because I'm 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 internet deprived, I haven't I I I, I don't know what the word, you know, like did did was there any scuttlebutt on why? Um was it the COVID thing? Was it something else? Was it just simply Matt Jones just showed and proved and, you know, Belichick just said, yeah, I don't need to see anything else. We're going to let, let this guy go. Who knows more than just Cam got released? Because I don't know anything. Yeah, I haven't read any context as to why. I don't know if you guys have that. I, I, didn't, I looked for it. I didn't see any. No, I haven't no, seen anything nothing. either. 
No, everything is up for sale. I mean, Cam released a statement saying that uh, don't feel sorry for him, and you know he'll be back. So okay. he didn't, you know, battles right. either. Any anybody want to guess? Anybody want to theorize what's going on here? Is, is this a surprise? Was this predicted? Uh, who want who want you know? K Star, you brought it. You you said let's talk about I'll it. Go. Let's talk about I'll it. Go. What the fuck? Yeah. So my Sam Adams. I think it's a uh, combination of two things. You know, one, the Patriots having invested first-round pick in Mac Jones and him playing really well. Um, apparently he had a scrimmage where he went like 14 to 14 as well, and it was incredible. But I think for two is that even just a week ago, um, Cam was working with the first team, and he had to miss a whole week of practice, a whole week worth of practice due to the COVID protocol and not getting vaccinated, which allowed Mac Jones to take over and continue to make his case to be the QB1. So I think it is most likely more weighted towards Mac Jones outplaying him, but I think the secondary thing it could just be like, well, you know, this could be a potential liability to our team. Our, our own quarterback isn't available. And, and um, because you could even see it just a week ago, like that probably cost him his job. And, I didn't think it would cost him a roster spot, but I thought even last week when that happened, uh, Cam's probably going to lose his job now. And um, so I think it's probably a combination of the two, personally. Okay. Anybody else got any theories? I have one. Um, I think it has a, a bit to do with COVID. I think it has a bit to do with how Mac Jones was taking in the um, the play calling and, and the offense as a whole. And I think that underneath the surface, I think Belichick wanted him to be the guy anyway. And um, Cam probably said, you know what, if I'm not going to be the starter, let me go play somewhere else and get a chance to be a starter or get some legitimate playing time. So I think it's it's a ton of different items all balled up into one. And um, with him potentially not being vaccinated, which is what a lot of people have been speculating, I think that plays a part in it as well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's why this guy's my brother because I frankly don't really think the vaccination, I don't think that really had anything to do with it, frankly. I think it was Mac Jones showed and proved. He showed enough where he's ready to he's ready to take over. We know that Belichick wants his franchise quarterback. He wants to show that he can go do it without Brady. And I think, you know, Belichick was like, okay, I've seen enough from Mac Jones to give him the job. Instead of keeping Cam on the bench as a reliable you know, high-quality backup, I'm going to let him go and, you know, either get another job, you know, with a quarterback that maybe he could replace or maybe there's a team that wants to bring him in as their starter. So I, for Belichick, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't see a future here for you at this point. I got my guy. I wasn't sure. I needed to see. I've seen enough. Got my guy. There's no reason for me to hold you back. You're still young at least young enough, what is he, 30, I think, 30-ish, 30-31? Or quarterback, 32. That's 32, that's still young, you know. Um, so I really think a lot of it is Belichick saying, I've seen enough, this is my guy, You go. I'm going to let you go out and get a job. And, and, you know, wish you the best. And that's what he did. And the question on the table is, will Cam Newton end up somewhere? And in what role will he end up? The well, I, 
I, you know, as a fan, as a Steelers fan, I, I would love to see him back up with Ben. <laughs> Our quarterback situation is Mason Rudolph, not good, and Dwayne, ha- Dwayne Haskins, unreliable. Um, you know, so it really, I think, was basically a week to go before the season. I don't think it's realistic. Cam is going to win a job before the season begins, so really he needs to replace. We either need to find a place that wants him that has a questionable starter um, or has a weak number two quarterback. And I think the, you know, he, his landing spots are, this should be speculating, potentially Houston because that quarterback situation is Tyrod Taylor uh, if he wants to be a starter or uh, maybe a couple other spots in the league. I don't think there's a whole lot of wiggle room right now with the season about to begin in terms of being a starter uh, at, out the gate. But, you know, I heard the Cowboys were even interested in him. Greenman as a number two. I heard a few were interested yeah, that's, in, that's, in potentially looking at Cam. Player with any <clears throat> any player with a name, they automatically bring Dallas yep. into the picture. Yeah. It's just whether it's true or not doesn't yeah. matter. The player has a name. Oh yeah, yeah, could end up with the Cowboys. Um, yeah, but yeah, right. I think I think Beats are speculating that too, right? Like they're probably looking at yeah, you know, just aside from the household name, the Cowboys, they're probably looking at teams that have um, week number two quarterbacks because I couldn't verify the Steelers one either, but I saw that mentioned a few times and I think that's probably what people are just doing. They're speculating like we are right now. Yeah. Jay, do you think the Cowboys have any interest? Uh, I think there's some, and I, and I can understand if there are, uh, if there's some interest in there. I mean, you, you thought um, Gilbert was going to be a number two based on how he played last year, and he struggled during the preseason. Danucci didn't really do much to make a case for himself, and Cooper Rush um, kind of speaks for himself. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think, to piggyback off of what K-Star was saying, I think Houston would be a good potential spot just because of all the chaos going on there. you got Tyrod Taylor, who he just catches <clears throat> He has nothing but luck. I mean – you thought he was going to do something in San Diego, gets a, a, a puncture lung from the doctor for all, for crying out loud. So goes on to, to Houston, and uh, things are going to be backing up Watson. Now he's going to be the, the QB1. Uh, and then there's potential of Cam going there. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, it took three months for, for Cam to decide where he wanted to go and for other teams to actually speak up to say, yeah, we want you here. So I don't know if he's going to be in a rush to, to join anybody's club. Um, but I think I think Houston would probably be the best bet if I were to say something right now, just thinking off the top of the head. Okay. Dr. Train, anything to add? So, so it would be wild to think Cam is pretty much done as a starter in the NFL and almost done as a quarterback. Nope. Would that be too far-fetched? Nope. No. I don't think not so. in this day and age. I guess I guess the way I'm looking at this is uh man, you know, when I, I didn't necessarily get a chance to see him play fully in preseason if in for any games that he played in. But just the highlights alone that they did show, I'm just like you're not you don't look like you're ever returning to form and the teams are teams are moving on a little bit faster from quarterbacks. They're not holding on. Uh, as long waiting for, for you know, they, they, they would rather try out someone rather than wait for Cam to show what he did when the Panthers went 15-1. and one. I just, I don't see it. Maybe he lands as a backup somewhere, but I think the dude's done as a starter. 
Yeah. If if Dallas, and again, being internet light, um, I, I'm, I'm not able, I wasn't able to do what I would have normally done to prepare, so I don't have any, I have no insight there. But if Dallas legitimately had an interest, then that would show me that um, they're concerned about Dak. Um, that's the only way they bring somebody in like Cam. If Dak is 100%, if his ankle is good to go, if his shoulder is good to go, um, you know, they released Danucci, they released um, Gilbert, and Cooper Rush appears to be their backup. Um, so, you know, if they go get Cam, it's only it's – it's an insurance policy. That's all that is. It's not – Cam will never be a starter in Dallas. It ain't happening. He's not replacing Dak. It ain't happening. Um Dak is a younger, better Cam at this point. <laughs> you know, um, big guy like Cam, mobile like Cam, good arm like Cam, a better attitude than Cam. Cam, you know, and younger. He's just a younger, better Cam. Um, I don't think far-fetched at all, Train, that we could have seen the last of him as a number one quarterback. And I think wouldn't shock me if, you know, He's going to have a tough time finding a backup job. Let's see how his ego plays out. You know, let's see. Let's see. You know, that's been something that he did a little bit better getting into New England than we saw in Carolina. Um, But let's see. It wouldn't shock me if his days are done. Wouldn't surprise me. But I think it's safe to say with the fragility of quarterbacks, he'll probably end up as a backup somewhere if he keeps his ego in check. Agreed with that. One thing I wanted to say is that um, see, a long time ago, you mentioned the downside about Cam is his longevity as a player because of how stylistically he played the game. And um, yep. you know, the problem with Cam is he's he's taken too many hits, and the he hasn't been even the same thrower since he had that shoulder injury and surgery about two or three years ago. And um, you know, a lot of that's because of the stylistically the player he was and. And um, I think we're really much at the end point to his career because, again, the way he played the game, it wasn't built to last, you know, and um, so that was a good call. And uh, I'll miss Cam. I hope, I hope he lands a job somewhere. I would love it, again, for him to back up Big Ben, but I'm sure his ego will allow that. I hope it does. But uh, he was definitely, as you guys know, one of my favorite players to watch in his prime, and uh, I'll, I'll miss seeing sure. Cam and Cam sure. things. And, and, and you know, I don't know. I think I was as hard on him as anybody, and I don't regret anything I ever said about the guy because I believed it. And I think he will look back at, you know, when he was in his prime and, you know, the, the time that, you know, he did they did go 15-1. and one. He did make the Super Bowl. He was a league MVP. I mean, you know, I think, and I don't know this because I've never been an athlete at that level, so I don't know. But I think when you're in the middle of it, you think it's never going to end. You don't see the the other side of that. You're there. You're on top of everything. You've got every commercial on TV, you know, and these guys aren't thinking that this is – there's a short window, unless you're Tom Brady. <laughs> He's the exception to all of those rules. Um, you know, he made every everybody a liar. Um, you know, that's just the truth. He's just – he's just he's you know, he's the Jordan of football, you know, defied all the odds. You know, Jordan goes and wins three Super uh, championships in a row, retires, go play baseball, comes back and wins three more. Who does that? Uh, here goes Tom Brady, you know, wins six Super Bowl, leave, goes to a team first year, wins a Super Bowl. I mean, so, you know, so if you take the anomalies out, 
and you look at the rest of the league, you have a short window to be in your prime, and he wasted it, in my opinion, with that attitude instead of working extra hard, you know, playing smarter, you know, making sure he was in top condition. I don't believe he was. There's a lot of questions about, you know, the condition he was in, you know, once he got to the top. And, you know, those days are gone now. Now it's a matter of how humble do you want to be? You know, I think, I think he should look at someone like a Michael Vick and what Michael Vick did when he came back in the league after he got out of jail and he came back in the league and he resurrected and had a second career and was able to play himself into a second big money contract in Philly. Now, can Cam do that? Can Cam be humble, work hard, keep his mouth shut, you know, take a backup position somewhere, anywhere, wait for his opportunity, play well. I think Vic actually played well when he came back. And maybe get a chance for another big money contract. I think it's unlikely, but I'm not going to root against him. I don't have anything against the guy. You know, I, I, I still remember the national championship game he played, and, you know, I fell in love with the guy then. I, that's why I was so hard on him when he came into the pros. I'm like, dude! You got the world, like, you're about to be the face of the league, dude. So, guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But I don't wish him any negativity. I hope he does well. I hope he's learned his lesson. And I hope a team picks him up and gives him a chance. And let's see what happens. When Cam is, when Cam is being the Cam we all know and love, he's very good for the league. So, let's see if we can get that one more time. One more again. Um. Before we continue quarterbacks and train, I'm queuing you up. You're coming up next, bro. We're getting we get to Chicago now next, okay? But before we do that, I want to say thank you to my boys, DJ Max, Super Steve, my new friend Jennifer. They had me on as a guest on their podcast on Sunday, and we had a blast. We had such a good time. Um, I might be going back next Sunday, Um they want to do a little politics. Y'all know I'm not afraid to talk a little politics. Um, but it was a really a lot of fun. So anybody out there listening, they have a Facebook page. Steve to the Max is the name of the show. They actually do it a little bit differently than we do. Um, it's a live, a live show that's streamed. Um, and they do a really good job. And it was a lot of fun. So I just, want to, I just want to say I appreciate the opportunity to be on their show. And... Um, you know, I'll probably do it again, and I and I may look to invite uh, one or all of them. That that girl Jen is a nut. <laughs> she is just a nut. Um, <laughs> I might I might you know look to invite them on on the Madden Voice in the future as well. So just want to take a minute and thank them. The other thing I wanted to do before we talk about Justin Fields, um, I haven't had a chance to say this because we are the Madden Voice, so we don't run from any topic. I just wanted to publicly address something that has been sticking in my side since the Olympics. Um, And being a guy that was pretty good at track, you know, just as my brother was, uh, I've always followed track and field through the decades. And, um, you know, I watched the whole Shakira Richardson um, situation from her missing the Olympic team because she smoked some weed and, in, you know, the Prefontaine Classic. And, you know, I, I, I have to go on the, the, the minority and say I think people are giving her too much of a pass. Um, 
you know, and I, I got a daughter her age, so maybe this is the father in me. But first of all, I'm sorry that, you know, you lost your mom, but you worked your entire life to get to the point where you can be on the Olympic team and you blow it because you went to get high and then blamed it on the fact that you lost your mom. Who, where's her, rest of her family, friends, advisors? You, you know how hard you have to work to make an Olympic team? So I'm not doubting her work ethic. And then you blow it to get high. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't got no pity, no sympathy, nothing. That's just stupid. I blame her to some degree, but she's young. I blame her team. Somebody should have been in her ear. Somebody should have been a support system for her to make sure that when she was struggling and going through what she was going through, that she didn't do anything. Because, come on, we ain't stupid. It ain't the first time you got high. And you know the rules. But that's not really the thing that aggravates me the most. Because she did it. She paid the price. Fine. She's young. She'll be back. What aggravated me the most, go to the Prefontaine Classic. You represent the United States. You're going against the three Jamaican women that swept the 100 meters in Tokyo. Not only did you lose, you came in last place, ninth place. So clearly you were not training, clearly, because you went from running a 10-6-400 to well over an 11-second-100. You were in ninth place. So clearly you weren't training. But then you're going to do that bullshit interview talking about, um, you know, nobody can take anything away from me. I'm the sixth fastest woman in history. Shut the fuck up. Molly They made you they, they, they little they little pet. You should have came off that track and said, my hat's off to them. Clearly, I got a lot of work to do. Congratulations to the ladies from Jamaica. I'm getting back into the gym. I'm getting back into the track. I look forward to coming back out and showing you guys what I can do. Thank you. That's it. That's all you should be saying. All that other bullshit after you got smoked, this is the problem with athletes today. This is the problem. And then... You know, people going to get up there and, you know, oh, you know, we understand. No, I don't understand. I don't understand. Humble pie. Eat a slice of it. You got whacked. Congratulations. Today wasn't my day. And if you get back on that track, what would Michael Jordan have done? If Michael Jordan lost like that, Michael Jordan is back in the gym. After the gym clears out and the game is over, Michael ain't going home. Michael is back on that gym shooting free throws and practicing his moves. Why he's the greatest ever. You want to be great? Then you got to put in the work and shut your mouth. Now, when you're on top, say whatever you want. But you get rocked like that, you were an embarrassment. And I just want to know who's advising her because they should be fired. She needs a whole new team. She needs an image team or whatever. Because, girl, you have that thing, that it. You got it. You have it. And you're about to blow it. You're about to be who that? Oh, you remember that girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember her. The weed and then got rocked and we never heard from her again. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. You're about, you're that close to being that story. Now, what do you want to be? You want to be page 37 in the newspaper or front page? You want to be front page, shut your mouth and get to work. Get to work. Because them Jamaican girls ain't playing. They're not playing. They for real. And two of them going back and forth, winning races, about to break Flojo's record. That close.
Them girls are for real. You want to represent this country? Then work your butt off and do what we know you can do and keep your mouth shut and go to work. And somebody needs to tell her that. Somebody needs to sit her down and tell her, you got nice nails and you got multicolored hair, but get to work. So, uh, swig a beer. Can you need a swig of beer? Can't. Yes, sir. So, yes, I, sir. after all that tea, can you, uh, can you tell us how you really feel? No, nah, bro, I don't even want to get into it right now because I might get a little emotional. Yeah, can you so please, I'm, I'm not even going to tell us how you really feel. feel. But I'm going to say this. I feel like you really, you feel like you really need to get to work. Around that one. JB, I just want to ask JB. I'm going to ask JB because I know oh JB's a track guy. JB, did anything I say, is anything I say wrong, in your opinion? No. 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 Not, not one right. bit. And you know how I I'm more of a I'll I'll prove it on the field before I say anything. Or I'll prove it on the track before I say anything. And I'm the guy that will talk smack, but I'll go out there and back it up and if I lose, then I'll be the most gracious loser you've ever seen. If if I tell you I'm about to whoop you and then you whoop me, I'm gonna shake your hand, I'm gonna be like, Bruh, damn, I didn't know you had all that. Woo hoo, where'd that come from? James Patterson, South Windsor High School. Five foot seven. Beat me twice in the same year in the high hurdles. Beat me twice. No one beat me twice in that year. He beat me twice. Met him up at UConn. Good guy. Shook his hand. Five seven. Running high hurdles. Whooped me twice. I shook his hand. Bruh, you, you got me. And not, not, not before. Running my mouth. Oh, man. Come on, man. Hurdles bigger than you. What you going to do? Yeah, that dude smoked me. <laughs> he smoked me. About three-tenths of a second, which on a 110-meter race, three-tenths is significant. Went up and shook his hand, gave him a, gave him a brother hug. Bro, you got me. I'm going to get you next time. Next time, you got me again. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing for me to say. You, I lost. I'm a grown man. Well, I was a grown young man at the time. I lost. It's all good. But ain't nothing aggravates me more when I see talent like that going to waste, and then you still got something to say. Anyway. And I asked bro because I know he probably follows it as closely as I do, and you know. So, but anyway, okay. Thank you guys for indulging me. You know, if I don't have one uh, session where I get to go off, then you know I won't sleep good tonight. So, um, now what, what might be what might be the highlight of, of the hour, at least for me, is to talk is to hear Doctor Jermaine talk about his quarterback who seems to be living up to or even exceeding all expectations. But I'm curious, Trey, your take on, you know, the last I heard, Dalton is the starter for week one, and it's kind of a controversial. I hear Field's been playing well, but they're still going to start the season with Dalton. So what's your take on all of that? Uh, I wish Field's the starter. That's my thing. This is just that simple. I more or less I wish Matt Nagy wasn't calling plays. It just makes it it just makes it a lot worse. But I really wish Fields was starting. When I saw Mac when I saw Cam Newton get cut, Mac Jones get that starting job, I was like, Oh my gosh, why can't our quarterback be the one be called to start? It just uh I and I used to love the Red Rocket. I really did. But for Chicago, he is not the most exciting thing right now. 
and Justin <laughs> Fields can make up for that dumbass play calling of uh of of, of Matt Nagy and our turnstile offensive line. I just want to see Fields. This is the only reason I watch preseason. So so I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to be as definitive as I just was. Who would be your starter if it was up to you? <laughs> Justin Fields. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely doesn't feel. I I wouldn't blink at. It. I was trust me, man. I wavered for like two, three weeks. Like maybe it's okay for Andy Dog. Then after the last game, I was just after the second preseason game, I was like, you know what? Uh huh. Nah, I I want I I I don't want to see Dog. I I won't I won't feel the start. I'm sorry. He he's he would open up everything on this ragged ass offense we have. Everything. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think Dalton, and and I respect Dalton. I mean, he was in Dallas last year. Yeah. Um, he gave us a puncher's chance with that weak ass division in Dak's absence. Uh, offensive line decimated, and he was good enough to at least keep us in some games and at least give us a chance down the stretch. Try to you know back in the playoffs. So I, I don't have any issue with Andy Dalton. But I got to tell you, when he made that little thing there about, well, Justin Fields is going to have a great career, but it's my time now. Bruh. Oh, my God. I <laughs> 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 like, did he hey, just pull the Mike Glennon? You, you didn't just do a Mike Glennon. Do you know what happened to that guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Like yeah, no, I, I better think, than. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was ego, and you know, I get it. These guys are high-paid athletes, and he's trying to hold on to his last bit of glory because he's at, you know, we talk about Cam, but Andy Dalton is the last. He's at the last to rock yeah. himself. Although, you know, if Chicago were to release him for some reason, I think Dallas would scoop him back up if he was interested. I think he he you know he would be a good backup to have in Dallas again, um, yeah. but yeah, I think your boy, I think your boy, I, I don't know. Something tells me, okay, they already announced Dalton as the starter for Week One, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Hey, man, I'll tell you how confident I'm in. I am in Justin Fields taking over uh, definitely before this season. I, I had a draft on Sunday. I drafted Aaron Rodgers as my top quarterback. I drafted Justin Fields as my second quarterback. Andy Dalton will not make it through this season. Oh, absolutely not. Man, absolutely. Yeah, Matt Nagy can't call plays anyway, so he gonna put him in danger. <laughs> yeah. He and Train, you'd be happy to know that I uh, I had a real just draft on Saturday, and I took Dak, and my backup is Justin Fields, so I had the same uh, agreement there. And yeah. honestly. I think, you know, what I think probably going to happen with the Justin Fields stuff is, this is just me guessing, but I could totally see them playing Andy Dalton week one, it going terrible versus Aaron Donald, and Justin Fields either playing at half or week two. I think it's going to happen that, that quickly. I think it's going to be very quick. Yeah, I agree. Okay, sorry. I think he's going to be on a short leash. He's going to have to play. Oh, yeah. They're going to look for an opportunity to pull him. Um, and once he's out, that's it. It's Justin Fields' time, and I think yep. Andy Dalton is already 
you know, the clock, the, you know, they, you know, they they say when the season ends, the first pick is on the clock, right? You know, you know, whoever whoever the worst team in the league is, they say, oh, the clock, they're already on the clock for the draft. I think Eddie Dalton's already on the clock, <laughs> the when he's getting pulled. Yeah. You know, he going after yeah. a couple of picks, it's done. Andy's just a good backup at this point. He's no longer a starter, in my opinion. And he'd be a good backup to have, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's so Justin Fields' job, yeah, and I think he'll be his by week I would two. Have loved, I would have loved to have Andy Dalton last year before we made that dumbass move to, to trade for Nick Foles. That's when I would have been more yeah. excited about having him. Yeah. Not, 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 not now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what, though? Management's in, in a perfect position because if they let – if they let Dalton go out there and play a little bit and then pull the plug on him and go to Justin Fields, then, then they've done the right thing because it buys himself some time, even if he does struggle. But you got to get him out there first to give him a shot and pull that plug as soon as you don't see it. He won't last no more than four games at max. Four games max. I'm even thinking more like two. Well, our yeah. schedule, so you – and so – so, yeah, and I, I'll take your take from actually all three of you. So the schedule for the Bears, first four games, uh, Rams, Cincinnati, number two, third game is Cleveland, and then the fourth game is Detroit. He, he pulled in the first game. He pulled in the first game. <laughs> first game, he pulled. It's over. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially Either at halftime or he, play, he starts sweet two. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pulled game one by half. He's out. So. And think about it, it makes sense, right? Because because you give Fields a chance week two versus a pretty soft defense. We we assume anyway versus Cincinnati, so it'd be great, you know, confidence builder if he plays, which you expect him to play pretty well versus Cincinnati. So I think it makes sense. Because on the flip side of it, if he doesn't get, if he does, if he makes it past week one and he starts week two, then he's going to have a nice seesaw. Of a possible two and two start. Now, that's that's the same thing Mike Lennon did, and yeah, we still set his ass. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I think I think we agree. I mean, the NFL is clearly, when it comes to quarterbacks, there's a youth movement going on here. Um, you know, and I think. Guys like Dalton and Cam, they're yesterday. You know, um, you know, I mean, obviously there's a couple of exceptions with Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben is still in there. You know, obviously, you know Brady. You know, that goes without say. Um, you know, there's there's some exceptions, but these guys are all Hall of Famers. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, let's say there's Hall of Fame. There's Hall of Fame exceptions. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There, there's Hall of Fame exceptions. That's about it. Yeah, if you're surviving up in a Hall of Famer, you go, you're going to play. But beyond that, we're not seeing that. It's, yeah. it's a youth movement, and, and the trend is, you know, it, it, the trend really isn't unless you have someone like an Aaron Rodgers and, you know, you're sitting behind a superstar like that, the trend is these guys are getting thrown in pretty quickly. The days of, of Aaron Rodgers sitting for three years behind Brett Favre, the days are over. We're not going to see that anymore. 
you know, unless it's a superstar like a Brett Favre, that's your starter, it's not going to happen. So, um, and Andy Dalton ain't no superstar. Andy Dalton ain't an average quarterback. He's serviceable. So, and they, I'm going, I'm going, and they kept. I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I just said week one, he's getting pulled. Yeah, I mean, they kept trying to compare it to the Alex Smith situation. I'm like, it's not, you guys. Alex Smith was actually <laughs> playing pretty well in Kansas City. <laughs> really well. Yeah. And they just decided the next year was it. And they wasn't going to wait. They just going to go with him the very next year. Yeah. yeah, Alex Smith was just, man, I mean, you know, <laughs> I just feel bad for his entire career. <laughs> He's just a poor guy. I mean, you know, yeah. he gets replaced by Cal- <laughs> Placed by Mahomes, then he has that terrible injury. You know, I mean, uh, God bless him to work so hard to come back and play. Um, now he's just like, okay, I did it. I told y'all I was coming back and playing. I played one season. I'm done. You know. Yep. So. But shout out to Alex Smith. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Alex Smith. If, if people listening to the Madden Voice haven't seen the documentary on Alex Smith, it is definitely worth seeing um kind of graphic at times but it's worth seeing and it's also it's inspiring and you know i always say i don't i don't really have a lot of i have a lot of people i know but i i have um a very small circle of, of people that i that i talk to very small and i i've had conversation with with certain people that i'm close to where you know you feel like your world is coming to an end and your world is crashing down on you. And then you read about somebody, you hear something about somebody else and it, and it, it humbles you to realize, well, maybe, maybe my shit ain't really that bad after all, you know, maybe my little bullshit problems is just a bunch of bullshit, you know, and Alex Smith and everything he went through, you know, you sit there and you're like, damn, you know, like, wow. You know, he didn't have to, I mean, after that, let, he didn't have to come back and play. He's set. He's got enough money to live off of for the rest of his life. But that dude decided he was going to come play. And what he went through, there's not a lot of people that have that drive to come back in, in that level of adversity and play. doesn't happen often. God bless him. So, And now he's retired. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, is he, he going to be an announcer? Yeah. Then, then so. he take okay, on a new announcer. Yeah, so yeah, I think we may not see him play, yeah. but we'll hear him talk about the plays. Yeah, it'd be me, him, and Romo doing Monday Night Football. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There's a trio for you: me, Alex Smith, and Tony Romo. Monday Night Football, baby, back up. Boom! Right. Lock it in. There it is. <laughs> All right, um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to. Another question. Um, and just for people listening, uh, before we get off the air, we are going to do the EAFL Fantasy Football Draft Order. So, hang tight. Hang tight. That's coming up in a little bit. Um, who the hell is – I'm looking for some – you know, this is always a problem with <laughs> with the first show – Trying to find all my uh here we go. My quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me do that one more time because y'all probably didn't catch that. We're gonna, we're gonna do it again. 
my quarterback. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, let's talk about Dak Prescott. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Um, I feel like I already went on one rant. I I, I don't know if y'all ready for rant two. Y'all y'all ready for rant number two? Yeah, because this one's right up our alley. So here. Um, you know, Dak, um, obviously, you know, that he dislocated his ankle and, you know, had surgery to get his ankle repaired and he, um, you know, came back and they, they, they really was very intentional how they brought him back. Um, and then as training camp started, you know, within the first few days, he had kind of a shoulder injury and, uh, Initially, they said it would just be a couple of days, but it turned out to be a little bit longer for him to get back, you know, and they decided he wasn't going to play in the preseason. Um, and so, you know, now now as of effective right now, he has pitched full practice. Um, they have pitch count for a while. For those that don't know the pitch count, it's a baseball reference, it's just me. He could throw a certain number of passes, and then they would pull him because they were watching that injury, and they wanted to make sure they were on into the season. Now, anybody who followed Dallas, who actually paid attention to the Dallas media and the Cowboys media, knew that the Cowboys were just playing it cautiously. He had played in 11 months, and, you know, he's getting himself back in the football shape, and these types of things not uncommon because he hasn't played. So this is normal. So when the injury happened, they didn't want to rush him back, and they took their time making sure that it healed 100% so it didn't have to be something that was dealt with throughout the season. It's preseason, right? This is, you know, can take your That's what you do with an injured player. No different than what they did in New York, Saquon Barkley coming off a major injury and just back a little slowly to make sure that he's going backwards. But if you listen to the press, if you listen to the pundits, they thought we're worried about that press guy. It's in board and what they're telling us. We think this is something that could linger on into the season. This could be a season-long injury. I hope Dallas has a good backup. I mean, this could be something that might even miss some games. There was not one person at the Cowboys or one responsible reporter that was on the Cowboys' feet that said anything like that. But when you got outside of Dallas-Fort Worth or the Star and you went to the national network, that's what they're all talking about, ESPN and Fox Sports and all of that. They're putting the God into us over Dak. And none of it was true. None of it. And they do this shit all the time. It's not about being accurate. It's about being first. It's about the sensationalism of it and being able to say something that gets people's attention. We don't think Dak's going to be game. He's going to miss some games. This injury is more significant than the Cowboys are letting on. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. Who do they have as a backup? Because this was the problem they had. Hold the fuck up. And then he 
throwing passes. Like, well, you see he's throwing some passes, but he's not throwing them with the zip that he normally does. Because they're, they're making sure he's okay. Like, what the fuck? It's so annoying for someone like me, and I'm sure my brothers on the phone do the same thing, listen to the national media, but you plug into the local media, especially UK star. I know how closely you follow your Steelers, but we all do, you know, and we follow the local media well because the local media is right there with the team, and they're going to tell it like it is. Yeah, they're right covering there. it. <laughs> they're covering yep. it right there. Guys are sitting there like if they're giving us, you know, they're trying to make a story where there is no story. This was, there was nothing. Uh, JB, what do you think, man? You, you follow the team. Am I Am I wrong again? No, you're right on because I was getting frustrated too, especially I think it was the dude on ESPN, Matt Hasselbeck, kept going on and on about it and how he's extremely concerned. And and like you, I said the same thing. They're just being cautious. He hasn't played in almost a year. It's not like he doesn't know how to play football. And 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 to back up with your point about practice, a lot of these teams have been having joint practice sessions, which helps when, when you're thinking about preseason and, oh, we only have three preseason games or, or some folks have four preseason games. When you're doing joint practices, that's almost like a preseason game right there. You're playing against folks that aren't on your team. So that's it mimics an actual game situation. And, and he's seen enough. He's been through enough. He's fine. He's fine. None of this counts. So if you put him out there now and he gets hurt, now what are you going to do? So let him just get fully healed up, continue being the leader that he is on this team, and then get him ready for September 8th because that's the most critical point in all of this is getting him ready for not August 28th, not August 18th, September 8th. And everything points to him being fine. The The last time he had his practice, that the full-fledged practice, that they, they cut him loose. Zeke was saying he's got some extra pop on it. He had no setbacks. It's about being cautious and making sure he comes back fully healthy for September 8th. So, no, you didn't say anything that was incorrect. I feel the same way, too. Now, let me say this. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm be real on this one. I'm going to be real. Um, Every year, Dallas is always hyped to have one of the best rocks in the league. Every year, Dallas disappoints. That's just the way it is. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. I'm a Cowboy fan. I believe it. Okay? But the reality of it is they have been one of the more disappointing franchises over the last decade and a half. Okay? Under Jason Garrett, for the most part, ever since Bill Parcells left, the team has underachieved and Really, I think last year was an eye-opening year when your leader goes down, your offensive line goes down. And I saw this team fight when they had no reason to fight. And in a weak division, still going down the stretch, had a chance to get in the belt, fought hard. You come back now, and other than Lyle Collins having a couple stingers in his shoulder, which not uncommon for offensive linemen. The offensive line Zeke looked tremendous. Wide receivers looked tremendous. 
Dak is, is back and looking good. And I say by week two or three, he's going to be the old Dak again. They made some nice moves, including that guy, Mika Parsons. Let me tell you something, and this isn't me being a fan. This is me being football. Keep an eye on them Cowboys. I know we say this all the time. They don't show and prove. But I don't know. I got a feeling. Keep an eye on them Cowboys. All I'm going to say. Don't say nothing else. So, all right. Um, what other quarterbacks do we want to go over? Quarterback issues we want to discuss. What's the latest on Sean uh, Watson? Is he out of there yet or what? No. He's still, he's still the Texas. I know. Yeah, la- latest I heard, this was verified from Philly. Philly, uh, the Eagles reached out to try to make a deal happen, and it ended up that Watson, who has a no-trade clause, his contract that he didn't want to go to Philadelphia, right? And so that could explain why Philly traded for Gardner Minshew as back up to uh, Hertz. But as far as Watson goes, now the rumor is the Miami Dolphins are trying to acquire him, who just drafted to it a year ago. Yeah, but they want too much from Miami, man. They're trying to break them. Huh? I see they're trying to break Miami to get uh, Watson, man. Because you know it's going to include yeah. two anybody. And they want multiple draft picks. Got to. Yeah. I don't understand how the hell they can ask for all that, given the legal whatever he's in, situation he's in. I mean, that's a well, lot they can ask for whatever they want. Yeah. It's who's going to pony up is the question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So glad we drafted Justin Fields. Right. That'd be crazy to me if, if uh, Miami did that. They just drafted Tua, like you know, who doesn't have oh, all this why stuff going on. Why did he not take the Eagles situation, man? How did? Oh my god! I don't know. I, right? Crazy. I don't know. I guess he doesn't like Philadelphia. I guess he doesn't like Philly. That. I don't know. They got some good talent. They got Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders. Yeah, good old line. It must be. I don't know. I don't know why I can't get in his head. I'm not sure why he didn't like New Philly. head coach? I mean, yeah. Good organization? I don't know, dog. He should be. Hey, fans is crazy. Deshaun, honestly, he, should, he better not like, um, he better not Dennis Schroeder himself, right? Remember Dennis Schroeder who uh, had a big contract <laughs> from L.A., the Lakers, and screwed himself over by saying no? Like, Deshaun Watson, at this point, he better take what he can get in terms of, you know, trade suitors because who knows, man? I mean, if this thing turns south, he may not have one again. But it's, it's not just Deshaun himself. I mean, it's it's the Texan organization. Deshaun's getting his money already. He's already got like over a hundred million, I think, in guaranteed money from the Texans. So he's not worried about yeah, that. No, I, yeah, he, I'm just about the he can, he can yeah. afford to be selective. So, I mean, going to Miami would be nice because he's in Houston. You want to go to warm weather locations. So you think about that. Think about all these warm weather spots that you can go to. What's their quarterback situation like? So, I mean, that's the first thing I would think of. Uh, and, and we all know playing in Philadelphia isn't the easiest place to play at. So you know, they, they boo Santa Claus for crying out loud. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, Philly is crazy, though, for real. Yeah. So you you think about that, too. It's more about what, what can the Texans get for him to trade 
And I think the asking price, given what's going on off the field, is just going to be too high for anybody to take a chance on it. Yeah, it's funny you said, Dennis, sure to yourself. That's going to be like, that's going to be a colloquialism now because of the stupidity of turning down, <laughs> you know, all that money for that bullshit contract. His, his wife going yep. to be talking about, well, you know, this is the right thing. You know she's mad. You know she mad as fuck. But she going to publicly do oh, yeah. the right thing. God God bless her. Good, good one. You know she slapping him all behind. Boy, you ain't going to get none of this for a long time. Anyway, um, yep. Um, ain't lying. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, um, 49ers. Anyone want to talk about the 49ers? They got a situ- They got an interesting situation. Trey Lance, Jimmy G. What's up? Yeah. So can I? Can I just? Two quick uh, recap of what yeah. I recently yeah. heard about how they're planning on yeah. doing using them allegedly. So um, it sounds like they're going to go with the Breeze. Yeah, you know it's Shanahan. Now he's supposed to have uh, Mac Jones as quarterback. But anyway, um, you know how we they, we had the Breeze and Tatum Tatum Hill uh, model last year. It sounds like that they're doing something similar where they're alternating them between in red zone packages and particularly even series at times. So it sounds like they are going to play both Jimmy and Lance and specifically Lance in the red zone. Uh, so it's not that they're going to use that model. Uh, I don't really know what to think of it. I mean, they drafted Lance second overall. I don't know. If, I would think they should start Trey Lance if he's ready. Sounds like they think he's kind of ready. So just go with it, bro. But it sounds like they're adopting that model. So that should be interesting. Which basically just kills them the fancy, by the way. <laughs> That's weird. Right. That's just weird. Yeah, it's annoying as fuck. It's annoying from a fancy yeah. perspective. From a real life perspective, it's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, even I, I, from you a, know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, no, no, Trey. No, I, I was just gonna say, even just from a player's perspective, I mean, where's the? How can he get rhythm in his offense? It's just, it's just you know, as it, it just seems it seems odd, and, I, and I've always lauded Shanahan for having a successful offense, but uh, switching quarterbacks back and forth, red zone versus in between the twenties, that just it doesn't seem like smart football. Yeah, you always said if you have two quarterbacks, you have two quarterbacks. So I mean, right? Uh, you know, I what what. But the Saints did, let's be clear, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you have a Hall of Fame head coach, head coach and had a guy that had kind of kind of made me think of Cordell Stewart back in the day, right? Slab. You know, he had yeah, he was yeah. very and they were able to fit him in in certain spots and capitalize on his athletic ability. But there was no doubt who the starter was. It wasn't bringing this guy in and you know he he he's going to start a game. Gonna, you know, no, it was spots, and you know that was it. And, and even now this season, you know, with Taysom Hill, and now it looks like uh, what's his name? W's. Um, fuck's his name? Damon Winston. Thank you. Huh? Winston. Winston, thank you, James Winston. Yeah, and even and even now, like Winston, 
you know, coming in and, and probably going to be the starter, you know. So, I mean, I think what San Francisco is looking at doing is very risky. Now, Shane, you're right. Shanahan has earned our respect. So, you know, I wouldn't put him up in the Sean Payton conversation just yet, but he's on his way there. And he's got a great, you know, obviously his father's Hall of Fame, you know, head coach. So let's, let's we'll give him a chance and see. But I'm concerned, too. You know, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, Garoppolo, to me, was always, like, just short of being the guy. And if Trey Lance is coming in, like, come on now, let's get away from egos and let's do what's right. You know, we 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 laughed at Pete Carroll when you know Russell Wilson came in and they had signed Matt whatever his last name was, ten million dollars. And it's like, how are you gonna pay this guy all this money? A ten million dollar one year contract, which back then was a lot of money. Now it don't seem like nothing, but back then it was a lot of money to pay a quarterback for one year. And then you're gonna and then you're gonna start Russell Russell Wilson. Well, guess what? He had gonads as big as as big as Seattle, and he was right. Well, Shanahan, bro, you may have to do the same thing. You're gonna have to stop trying to do the juggling act, man, and commit. And if Trey Lance is your guy, then Trey Lance is your guy. That's it. And the crazy part about it is uh, Russell Wilson did not look as good as you've seen Trey Lance or somebody like Justin Fields look. During preseason, I remember. I promise you, I remember that show. I remember that show like it was yesterday when they, when when Jenny, when uh, 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 Pete Carroll made that move, and we had a show, and we were all yep. like, "This dude got some balls." <laughs> I, I was like, "I hope it works out." Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey known to be the omniscient one and to be right about a lot of things. Well, I was wrong about that one. <laughs> I was wrong. Well, I missed that one. Good, you know? Um, so, you know, and, and I'm going to make another prediction. I don't think Jameis Winston, I don't think he's going to be the guy. I'm not saying not to start him. I'm not saying he's not the pick between him and, and Taysom Hill. But I don't think even Sean Payton can coach away 30 interceptions. I mean, 30 <laughs> interceptions. 30. Hey, man, he might be able to do it, man. He's going to be tossing the ball short to Alvin Kamara, man. He might have a chance to get away from that. They should at least cut 10 of them. Well, but you remember, <laughs> the year he threw 30 interceptions, he threw for over 5,000 yards. So he, he, he does throw the ball. Yeah. So he, he will, you know, he, he got Kamara. He got Michael Thomas. He got some weapons. Um, but he's going to be throwing that ball downfield. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I don't see, you know, like, hey, if he can go from 30 to 15, I agree. I got, I got faith in him this season, T. I, got, I, I, I think he's going to be all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to roll with it, too, uh, because he had that year with Breeze. He's, he's with Peyton now. And I think they're going to – that whole no risk it, no biscuit thing, we can put that to rest. I think he's going to be a little bit more judicious with his shots down the field. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I, I got, I got a little bit more faith in him than when he was playing at Tampa Bay. And I put it, and I put it on, on Sean Payton, man. I, I just think he'll create, he will. I think the play calling will be in his favor. He'll create situations for him. Bruh. 
Network Radio, uh, Series XM on the way to work. And I'll forget the old dude that be on in the morning, man. Gil, is it Gilbrant? Is that him? I Gil think Brandt, that's him. I think it is Gil. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, yep. right. He's like, you know, I'm old school. You know, you kept things like that in house. I'm like, listen, man, it is 2021. You can keep that in house bullshit. We've been waiting to hear what's on this man's mind for the longest. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about it. It was it was way past in house <laughs> before yep. the summer kicked yep. in. So let's not yep. talk about in house. <laughs> this is in the open. Yeah. We've Gil, been waiting on this. Gil Brandt is like nine hundred and seventy two years old. So um <laughs> love him. You know, he was part of that, you know, the Cowboys back in the day when Landry and all of them were there and um but he's old. And yeah, he's old school, but there are certain things I agree with. Be handling old school and handling it house. This was not one of them, though. We all no. wanted to know what the fuck was going on. And he came out there, did that press conference, and just – and he wasn't like, – it wasn't like he was – like, he wasn't out there to be disrespectful or, to, like, he wasn't out there to be an asshole about it. He was very matter-of-factly. He was very like, well, this is what happened. Y'all want to know? I'm going to tell you. Here's what's up. And I was just like, yeah. And it's not like they can, you know – it's not like back in the day when, you know, T.O. used to run his mouth or, you know, some of the some of the, the bad boys in the NFL would get on the microphone and talk shit Cam Newton back in the day or even Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined, right? Nah, he had no attitude. He had no axe to grind, but he just told it like it was. This is what I didn't like. You know, you're making these decisions. I'm your MVP. I'm your franchise quarterback. And you telling me and you're not including me? Who does that? I'm sitting there like, all right, bro, you got my respect. I hope your team goes over 17, but you got my respect. <laughs> Indeed, bro. Yeah, I mean, all he did was just facts. You just being honest, and I think that's where where his composure comes from. Is when you make stuff up, you fidget, and he's not making anything up. He's just telling it like a ti is, and it's funny because the owner and general manager or the president and general manager kept coming out every other week saying he's a complicated guy and this and that. And he just walked a steady straight line all the way right to the microphone. So we had to say, Mike dropped and walked off. Yep. Thanks. And you know, the most dangerous person is the person that don't give a fuck. That's dangerous. In any situation, when you find that person just doesn't care, look out. You know, hey, I don't care. I got nothing to lose. You can't, you can't hurt me. You can't touch me. You can't affect me. And that's where he's sitting right now. And if he played one more year and never played again, he's made more money than he'll ever spend. He'll go down as one of the greatest to ever play the game, period. You know, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Um, you know, he'll be a Hall of Famer first ballot, no doubt, you know, and he's got a ton of post-football options, you know, including Jeopardy, because we don't know what the hell they're doing over there, um, but, oh. you know, it probably can go make more money hosting Jeopardy than playing football, so, yep. I, man, I, I, you know, I have to respect that, I have to respect those guys like Peyton Manning and these guys that play a long career, but then when they get out, 
They're like, you know, successful business people. I read an article about Emmett Smith, and one of the first people Emmett Smith went to meet with when he retired was Michael Jordan and wanted nice. to get some advice on what to do once he, you know, hey, I'm retired now, you know, I've got some business interests, but he went to see, you know, someone that he respected. And Emmett said, I really appreciate you doing this for me. And Michael said, well, you, you asked me. He said, I would do this for more people if they just asked. You asked. <laughs> like, you know, hey, why wouldn't I help, you know, a fellow superstar out there needs it? You asked. And I, I just got to – I envy that. And I envy I envy what Aaron Rodgers has set up and what he's going to do. And, man, I, I got I got no issue with all of that. I got no issue with it. Um, all right. Anything else before we uh, before we do the uh, – the draft. Uh, well, I got one nah. real quick. Since we're, we're talking about quarterbacks, and we've talked about this quarterback yeah, we talk before. Yeah, let's talk about quarterbacks. <laughs> so, how, how does everybody feel about Stafford going to the Rams? <laughs> Feels like an upgrade for uh, over golf, but you know. There's a lot of hype around Stafford. And I tell GMs love him. Love them Matt Matt Stafford. I tell a uh, ESPN's NFL top one hundred where apparently GMs weighed in. And he was really high on that damn list. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. I don't know if he's worth that haul. He's definitely an upgrade over golf in my opinion. But it, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on that dude. Uh I hope he performs and Rams perform well because um there's a lot of expectation and we'll see if that uh it's fulfilled or not. But I've never been a big Stafford fan. <sighs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would, I would, same sentiment. Uh, upgrade over golf. Uh, they might have, they might have paid a pretty healthy price to get them, though, but that, that's about it. Uh, I'll let you know after, uh, after Sunday night football. Um, look, look, um, I've never been high on Matt Stafford, as, as y'all know. It clearly was a good move for him going to a better team, a better organization, so he's getting a fresh start. It was clearly a better move for the Rams as golf just wasn't the guy. He, he had flashes but he wasn't the guy. So as far as on paper, it made sense. The Rams to do any better than they've done because they have Stafford, not particularly. If they do better, I don't think it'll be attributed to Stafford. Um, They've got very good defense. They've got a a very good coach uh, that I expect them to be contenders. But I don't know that, you know, Tom Brady switched teams, he was great, and he stayed great. You know, you look at quarterbacks that switch teams, and I'm trying to think of a situation where a quarterback that was good switched teams after having eight, nine years with a team and then became great somewhere else. Um, and I, 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 I can't think of that situation. I, I just don't know of a time that a quarterback was elevated. Ooh. I, I, I think I can only think of one. What? 
I think I think that might have happened to Rich Gannon back in the day. If I remember right, oh. he uh, Rich Rich Gannon went from I think the Chiefs to the Raiders with John Gruden became MVP, but that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but I would, but I would never consider Rich Gannon a great quarterback. He had a great season, but I would never. He, he wasn't never used. Yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't great. He definitely wasn't great. But I know he played yeah, well in Oakland. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he did. He had a good. Anyway, season. to your point, it doesn't really happen. Yeah, to your point, that doesn't really happen. It really doesn't. I mean, that, that I guess you could say that, but that's you know, I mean, look at what Cam did, right? He left, you know, and look at you know RG three and you know these quarterbacks got second and third chances, and you don't, you just don't see it. So I don't expect him to go to end it up and become like a top five NFL quarterback, and people use him at this in the same conversation as Aaron Rodgers or. Tom Brady, you know, I, I don't see that happen. But I think it was a good move, though, because he wasn't going to do anything more in Detroit. So, you know, he's got a shot, and, and I'm curious to see. You know, th- this was a very active quarterback offseason between the draft and between trades and all of that. So um, I'm very interested to see, you know, what happens. So we'll see. Yeah, he's only like 31. Feels like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, it does feel like you've been around forever. Crazy. Nothing crazy. I think he's 33. Yeah, he feels way over. 33? Yeah, I think he's around uh, early 30s. Just surprising. All right, so so he's my age. Got it. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Dr. Train, are you ready? I was ready, boss. All right. I actually, um, let me see. All right. I, I'm actually using a random number program as opposed to what I usually do, um, which is, you know, 12 pieces of paper in a shoebox. I ain't had that kind of patience. So I found a random number program. <laughs> I just ran. So now I have the fantasy football order, but I will only do one number at a time. So, um you want to do the name first or the number first? The number first, so it can be intense. Okay. And then I'll follow right. with the name. You start, you start from 14 all the way down to 1 or 1 to 14? Oh, I did 12 numbers. Hold up. Got to do it again. Hold up. 14. Yeah, yeah, I need 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hold on. Give me a minute. Hold on. I, I make mistakes once or twice a year, so. You know, it happens. Thanks. <laughs> well, he's doing that. Uh, to remind everyone that I'm uh, K Stars your defending the AFL champion. Sorry, you know, I had bad reception. Did you say something? Please, please clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what? I'm gonna just stick with this order. Pretty interesting. Um, Hold on, let me cut and paste because after every number is announced, I'm going to delete it so I don't say the same number twice. Okay, go over here, paste. Bam! Okay. All right. The first pick. So we're going to the first pick is number one. First number is number one. Yes, sir. All right. Then the first pick goes to. 
<laughs> Little Big Brother K. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The heat is on, hey, baby. You got my hey, address. I just know Little Big Brother J. Big fat check. <laughs> Big one. Big check. Okay. Uh, just so you know, little big brother Jay, I, uh, I'm keeping Christian McCaffrey, so, you know, don't get too excited. Okay, Lord. Right. Second number is 11. Goes to Shy West Side Thunder. All right. Anyway, I know that was this back. We know who that is now. Huh? No. Do we know who? Do I know that who that is now? Yeah, I know the person. Who is? A friend of mine. What's the name? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Andre, Andre Boykin. Hey, uh, who is it? Oh, yeah, I know. Friend of mine. The fuck? <laughs> friend of mine. <laughs> hey, man. Relax, right. bro. Relax. I'm I'm very relaxed. I'm only two beers in. <laughs> um, I should have grabbed a shot or something. But anyway, uh, okay. Third is seven. <laughs> seven pick goes to Little Giants. Okay. You know who that is? That's Mel. I think he's a two or three time champion. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's a Madden player, too. Um, what number was that we just did? Seven. Seven. All right. Trying to put these in at the same time. All right. Okay. What you got? Next number is nine. Nina Ross goes to Bama's. All right. Two. Cool. All right, let me know when you're ready. Ready? So when you tell me you're ready, I'm deleting the number. So if you don't mark it down, then it's lost. <laughs> All right. Um, number is number 14. Ooh, the bottom of the barrel. Down there deep sea fishing. <laughs> It'll be cased off. <laughs> Crab eater. Perfect. Oh wow! Hey man, defending champion K Star. First of all, I'll take it. Whatever. Fuck y'all. Should be number fourteen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey man, it, great things happen. Number fourteen, bro. Just yeah, hope you, you ready. Do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Next, number three. All right. Third pick goes to the Run It Up Squad. Okay. I don't really know. Is that a – get that boy's name. Vince? Get his name. I don't oh, even know more. You know, so not anymore. Really don't. But it's all good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Next is number four. 
forfeit goes to ah, our very own Commissioner T. What number was that? Four, right? Yep, four. Yep. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's all right. It's a wrap. I might as well just, just you know what? Just just mail me the check. You know what I'm saying? Done. Over. Fuck. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. All right. Next number. Next pick is number two. Okay. Okay. It's big. Two is. It ain't me. God damn it. Cheers, kid. Another damn Cheers cowboy kids. thing. Yeah. Serious kids. We everywhere. Yeah. We here. We everywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Next number is number twelve. Number twelve. Time champion himself. Yeah. He's gonna get all the running backs down there. Shit. Pimmer Jave now. Everybody know. You better grab your running back because if not, Pimmer gonna take him. Yep. Okay. Next number is number 10. Let's see who's dropping a dime. Yours truly at the 10th spot. All right. The quarterback Welcome himself. Welcome to double, double Digits, fan. Okay. All right. All right. There's no pressure down there. I appreciate it. With like number right. seven or eight, really. Got four picks to go. The next number is number five. The fifth pick goes to Bad Boys. Who? Bad Boys. Oh, Bad Boys. Vinny. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Amazing how many people that were still in the EAFL that are still part of the Fantasy League years later. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Okay. Three picks to go. The next number is number six. Number six. Six goes to... That's Willie. Ah. <laughs> Especially you know as head clinic. And if you don't know, you better ask. Man, 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 that boy gave only, me fish some time ago. On, on, only a few rare people know head clinic. That's all I got to say about that. All right. <laughs> um uh, two picks to go. The next number is lucky thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Let's see where these names come out of here. Two tone blue. Okay. And my and my partner Greg. And last but not least, you know what it is. Number eight. Number, number eight. Yes, sir. 
and go to North Memphis. All right. Now I'm going to put all this shit together and scatter all over everywhere. All right. Everybody out there, if you're listening or if you listen to the playback and you haven't sent train your money, uh, go ahead. He actually, through my urging, because I don't really, my PayPal too tough. It's quicker for me to Venmo or Apple Pay, so he, he will make that available if that's easier for people. Um, you know, we used PayPal for a number of years before any of these other things came, you know, came available, but, um, you know, through, through, through time, um, they're available now. So. It's trained. Um, yeah. Train gets paid. You, uh, train, are you uh, posting everyone's keepers, or do we just find that out at the draft? I forget how that works. Uh, hmm. Maybe do work now. What? <laughs> what was the question? I'm asking if he's going to post the keepers or not. Well, if I'm able to lock them, you should be able to Let's see them. See them. Okay. Make sure I got so you. Just don't do it. You just don't want to do it. Uh, hey man, should be happening, bro. There's a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit going on. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Y'all can talk about that offline. Anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here? <laughs> I'm good. Are I we previewing not. the divisions next week? Um, or making yeah, predictions actually for who wins the division? Yeah, I mean, we we about, you know, we got next week is our last show, <laughs> our only show left before the season actually starts. So we don't make yeah. some picks and, you know, we can we can do whatever the hell we want. Can't wait. So, that's time of year. That's time of year, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Time of um, year. All right. All right, let's go around the horn and get our final thoughts out there. Let's start with uh, the defending, the reigning, defending EAFL fantasy football champion. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that. I was for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I just said a minute ago, it's the best time of the year. I'm so excited. You know, most fan bases, except for the Texans, have hope, right? So it's uh, – it's going to be a fun year, and uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out. As per usual, NFL is a hard puzzle to solve, and can't wait to do it with you guys each and every week. Um, Mr. Quarterback himself, Dr. Train. I wish they could get Nick Foles' ass off the roster. He's just holding up a spot. You don't need three quarterbacks. This shit is dumb. Fucking Mac Nagy. I don't know what they're doing over there, man. <sighs> Frustrating. I take Foles as a backup in Dallas. Just saying. Let's I'll take a seven-round pick for him. Let's make it happen. For sure. <laughs> and call Pace dumbass have, right now. <laughs> we, we we have decided. Okay, Jerry. You know, we we, we decided. We're going to bring Foles in, and me and Tristan solved it. That's it. It's done. Give him a seventh-round pick. We good. 
right, done. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fucked? Wouldn't it be funny if that happened? <laughs> uh, Dude, that, we that shit would have to be sent in. We said it here first, motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. So what? It leads to an investigation and tampering, and you know, well, you know, he does run his show on Crystal where ESPN is. We don't have to investigate this bullshit. <laughs> um. But anyway, okay. JB, final words. Oh, I can't wait for September the 9th. I said 8th earlier, but I meant the 9th. Can't wait to see them boys get it on. But until then, got the draft, so uh, looking forward to chopping up with y'all on Sunday. Okay. I don't really have much to say at this point. I done had my rants tonight, so I'm not going to be long. Um, looking forward to the start of the season. Looking forward to the draft. Um, looking forward to some football. Looking forward to some games. So let's let's get it on. Um I, I did I, – I had meant to get your thoughts. Let's real quick. I'm just curious before we were get on out of here. Anybody have any thoughts on the Woodley-Hall fight? I don't know if any of y'all watched it or following any of that. I was just curious if anybody had any thoughts. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 you know what? I'll save my <laughs> – my comments for another time. I, I do have some thoughts, but I'm gonna save my comments on that for another time. We'll get back in. We'll get back into that another time. All right. So thank you guys. Good, good way to start the season. We'll be back next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel. Everybody, uh, make sure you um, check us out on BlogTalkRadio.com. Uh, I am looking at some additional options to enhance the show. Got some great ideas from Steve and Max and the podcast that they're doing. So I may very well integrate some of those ideas into the Madden Voice, so stay tuned. Other than that, I hope everyone has a great week. And, hey, we're almost there. Game one is uh, nine days away. So let's get let's get it. Let's get at it. Football. See you next Tuesday night. For Dr. Train, K-Star, and for JB, we out of here. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Bop <laughs> bop